Hey, it's February the 8th, 2024, coming to you from Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. I'm Tom Carroll, Chris Cox. We've got the coach, Stan Spivey, the Lakeland Sports Guys, and it is our uh, Super Bowl edition, but we've got some other stuff we've got to talk about too, Chris. Um, we're just going to throw out there, we'll, we're going to talk a little bit about the wrestling and, and what happened with Greenwood and all those guys. That the details are coming up. Also, a uh, big basketball night for Carolina and Clemson. This past Tuesday night, big wins for both of those clubs. Um, I was dancing in the in my hallway, <laughs> up and down. My wife thought, you know, what in the world is going on downstairs? But uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun that happened, of course, over the course of this week. But we got Super Bowl coming up, so we're going to talk about the Chiefs. Going to talk about the 49ers, uh, Give you all the details or who we think is going to end up winning in all of this. And um, you know, I, Chris has seen more NFL games probably than you and I can bind stand. So he probably is going to be. The the expert during this segment that, that we have coming up. So, not my team's in it though, but I'm I'm like Stan. If I had to pick a side, I hate to disappoint the Chiefs out there, but it ain't gonna be all. So, definitely <laughs> yeah, go with Debo. And, and, I don't want and, I don't I don't want to see the sideshow to Taylor Swift. Uh, that's my. <laughs> complaint with the, with the chefs over there. but All right. Well, before we begin, let me make mention we are at Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. Caroline was manning the bar here earlier. Um, of course, 4 o'clock to have the happy hour that comes through, and this place will be uh, jumping, so you need to come on out because at 5 o'clock tonight, or 6 o'clock tonight, you've got uh, Sprouse and Brock that's going to be playing up here on this very stage. Um, Friday, if I'm not mistaken, they've got uh, some more folks that are going to be. I think Granger's going to be up here. Yeah. Granger Smith. Granger's here. Around 8 o'clock. And then they've got uh, another group that's coming in on Saturday, Saturday night, um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's Jake Bartley. Yeah, Jake Bartley and, and Matt Miller going to be in here. So that'll be 7 o'clock. They are solid, by the yeah. way. And all this going on during the Lander homecoming. So th- everything is going to be busy. So get here and get here early and get your seats. So you're telling me Greenwood's going to be a bust this weekend. It's going to be – and we got a little rain coming in too, so yeah. that should make it really bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, and don't forget the chili cook-off at Piedmont it Tech is, yeah. tomorrow night. Oh, my goodness. I forgot about it. Ah, thanks for reminding I've already tasted it. Get your tickets early. Get it. your tickets early. You've, you've already tasted Howard it. Howard wanted me to taste it. See what I thought about it. It's, I give it that right there. Oh, it's got the, they got the two hands up. A little up. spicy, man. I like it. Got some spicy. <laughs> well, it's got two plaques up there already, yeah. so we'll, we'll add a couple more to it after <laughs> Friday night probably. <laughs> But uh, the Senators Jazz Band, uh, land, you know, is going to be playing for Landers Homecoming. That's a big thing. They're going to be playing uh, tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday night as well. So um, a lot of folks are going to be going to see those guys. And I've seen them. They, they are good. They are good. They are good. So, but I like jazz. So it's, you know, my choice of music if I have to sit back and listen. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start uh, first and foremost. You notice I got my uh, Greenwood Wrestling shirt on? You do? You do yeah. fifty years of Greenwood wrestling anniversary shirt. Took on the uh, they went they won Monday night against Indian Land. Big win for them, uh, and they won solid. And then uh, turn around, have to come uh, and go on the road Wednesday up to the defending what eight time state champions uh, in the East Side Eagles <laughs> up there. And boy, I tell you what, uh, Carson Howell is the real deal. He ended up winning the decision that is there, and he's posed for another individual. Uh, championship as well, and then uh, all of a sudden, Eastside does what Eastside does, and they just uh, started dominating. I think Dax had a big win. They had another win a little later on and all that, but this is the furthest that the Greenwood Eagles have gone as far as wrestling goes and and make it all the way to the upper state championship, but unfortunately, they ran into the buzzsaw called Eastside. You picked it. You called it. I I went really upset because in my mindset, you know, 50 years of wrestling, bringing that championship back, 
was what I thought it was about this year. I, that was the building for my my cake or my pie. That was how they were going to win it because it was 50 years and we deserve it. It's ours. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you say, Buzzsaw got him. And uh, I'll be interested to see what he said. Who are they going to be? Play, who are they going to wrestle from Low Country? Um, as of right now, when I looked at it, I think it was Myrtle Beach, but I, I think may you're be right. I think it I'll is have Myrtle to go Beach. back and look because <laughs> everybody has trouble with the high school league. It's not just you. I've been too it's easy everybody. on your Well, they've got the student advisory council uh, that is taking part today, so they've been fairly busy with everything going on that is there, and that's, I think it's great that they get a chance to get the kids involved uh, in making some of the decisions and what's going on with the decision making process. So. Um, that's always a neat factor to have happen. But uh, as far as the 4A bracket goes as of right now, Eastside going to be taking on Lugoff Elgin. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, yeah, Lugoff Elgin will be uh, who they're taking on. They ended up beating James Island 54 or 37-28. So Lugoff Elgin had a tough one there. But Eastside has dominated from the get-go. Eh? Um, they beat Westside 70-11. to They beat uh, Northwestern 53-15. to <laughs> They beat Greenwood 57-12. to 12. I mean, uh, you know, Eastside has just dominated, but they've done that all, you know, eight years. So, Very nice. Continue to, to roll in that regard. Taking a look over at the other bracket, because in 2A, um, we had a couple of clubs that were involved in, in uh, uh, games as well. Um, ends up Liberty ended up beating 96 on uh, Monday night. And to me, that yeah. was a surprise. That was a big loss, 32-26. I didn't expect that to have happened at all. Chesney ended up beating Dixie 50-19, to so all the Lakeland teams are out. Now, Chesney was the one, yeah. number one in the state as of right now. They're going to get Buford, uh, who ended up beating Timberland 39-30. to So, uh, you know, this will be an evenly matched wrestling match, I yeah. think, between uh, Chesney and Buford. But congrats to all the Lakeland teams. Uh, unfortunately, just couldn't couldn't get past uh, the final week here. But we're wise. still we still gonna have some individuals. Oh, well, next and, week will be loaded with and, individuals. Uh, you know, it, yeah, it's not the same. You would like to see a a team state championship, but if we can still, we've got guys that have worked all season that can go down there and come home with that state championship medal around their neck. You know, that's going to mean something. And it, it means something to, to the program at Greenwood, the program at 96, Dixie, Emerald, everywhere. You know, you can say, well, we had three individuals that went, and all three of them came home with state championships. And I don't forgot how many weight classes there is. There's a ton of them, I know. But, 16, uh, I think. And so, Greenwood's, yeah. got, Greenwood's got somebody going in all 16. So. Yeah, so. And like I said, that's, I remember back when they didn't have two or three. Barely could get enough of them in, in the regions as you are in the competitions all anyway. But I, I sent you something that I thought was pretty cool. I got it off of one of the state sites. I think I sent it to you. It's the female wrestler in Somerville. Did mm-hmm. I send it to you? You did. Now, that's wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> saying, I'm talking about around the girl's neck, back to the mat. Matt. That's wrestling. <laughs> for one, for, did you see the weight of the, the girl that did it? Yeah. I mean, uh, the other girl was almost like twice her weight, and she just like down, over. <laughs> so, I just didn't know the girl slammed it like they do like that now. So I'm not, I will not be asking weights of nobody anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I I asked Coach Montz about it. I said, uh, you know, it's not polite to to ask women what their weight is. And he said, you know, 
female wrestlers don't care. Okay, they're good with it. They're good with it. Is yeah, because the only time you. they're not is if they're over over <laughs> their over weight their class. La- over the class, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm gonna let him handle all that. He can send me the information. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about it. But yeah, when I saw that, I was like, "Is that even legal?" And it is. It's just a. The girl got up on her knee, got up to her feet, and the girl put her back down. Yeah. Just not legal in football. No. So no. <laughs> we've seen that we uh, have time seen and that. time again. All right, but congrats. Uh, and we'll uh, run down when it gets closer to the individuals. We'll run down who those are. And uh, we got a lot that are going to be. Try to keep up with everybody. Yeah, it's going to be insane. i got a friend's son who wrestles for Buford, so I'm going to be interested in that too. So, uh, yeah, Buford, we got uh, all of them, 96, I think all their wrestlers are going as well. Abbeville's got some. Dixie's got some. Um, and remember last year, we had a lot of in- individual medalists that did, mm-hmm. yeah. that did get at state. Yeah. We had a lot and of we'll second, third same, places. Yeah, today. and we'll have a lot of that coming this year. I mean, uh, this this area, wrestling is big in this area, and it's, it's quality. And, you know, yeah, this team may not have somebody in this weight class, and that hurts them when they go into these team competitions because they – that's an automatic forfeit if you don't have anybody in that weight class. and um, It's tough to keep all those guys healthy and That's the key at thing. the right weight. You barely – it's not like football where you got – you know, you can run folks in out of that. You lose a wrestler, and it's a big-time wrestler. You, you've lost something. Yeah. You lose a Dak Seaborn, let's say, mm-hmm. to an injury or something. Trying to find you, somebody to replace not, that. Yeah, time. because there's not many that's going to be able to just jump up and wait to where yeah. he's at or else come down in weight. So, wrestling's a difficult. I'm giving the coaches credit for the rest, coach wrestling because it's difficult. And for the wrestlers themselves, to keep that weight, <laughs> if you're wrestling at the 150 class, you know, you can't go out here and eat like the, the football, <laughs> the, the offensive linemen do. Yeah. You know, you, well, I, you, I, you can, I can it. vouch for that. I've seen, and we, you know, in my neighborhood, I got a couple of wrestlers that yeah. are there anyway. And, and minute football stopped. Uh, you know, they started working out, but they also started eating healthier. They cut out the snacks and some other things. And, I mean, um, started drinking a lot more water. I mean, it was a drastic change as to pose what they were what doing, doing, football. doing with football. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, it's it, you know, and talking with them too, they can't wait till season's over so they can start eating again. Yeah, I can believe that. <laughs> so, you know, you, you train for, for the sport that you're in yeah. and, and what yeah. you're doing. And wrestling but is just if one you're of a two sport athlete, and it, of course it depends on the sport you're in, um, you know, if you've got a, a football guy wanting to play baseball or run track or whatever, I mean, that's too different. I mean, as all, you don't, Lift football weights if you're the catcher on a foot on a baseball team, right? Or you, swimmer. Yeah, you, you don't, don't want you don't lift want that to, way. You don't want to be bulking up if you are a hundred meter guy. <laughs> you know, I mean, you got to you got to pay attention to what you're doing and know what sport you're running. And like you said, when football season is over with and you're going to a, to your next sport, so much changes your your routines. Uh, you know. What am I lifting? What am I eating? What can I eat? Yeah. What what part of my body do I need to work on? Uh, the thing about the two sports, though, is it's all about leverage, particularly yeah. if you're a yeah. lineman that's yeah. going to be in there. If I mean, that's be the neat thing right. about the cross-training yeah. between those two sports. But so. then you look at the football player, the wide receiver that's running track, and it's all about the quick twitch muscles when it comes to track. 
He don't want to be in the weight room putting <laughs> on five, ten pounds of muscle. He wants to knock five, six seconds off of that quick twitch. Well, let's talk about basketball because this is the final week of high school basketball that's going on. Um, you look at Greenwood Christian right now, and, boy, they are in the driver's seat on the men's side. Number one in their region. They are 17-5 and five overall, 6-1 and one in region play. Um, they've got Spartanburg Day, I think, at home. Let me double check. No, they're at Spartanburg Day uh, tomorrow night, and uh, that'll be, what, a 7.30 start for them right after the girls' game. Ooh. So, uh, you know, looking for big things there. Could they come up with another championship? There's a possibility, possibility. to at least get to the game. Now, we know a couple of guys on that team, so, yeah, I'm thinking they can. Yeah, well, Oklahoma's going to be a big factor. Oh, I still have some. <laughs> when you when you got one guy as a whole state, man, come home. That's tough to compete with. You know, Dixie's doing really well. They've got they their final game of the season um, that is coming up, I believe, against Greenwood or uh, Calhoun Falls Saturday night. And that ought to be a good ball game. Yeah. Should be a good one, but uh, Dixie's nine and three right now in region play. Nineteen and five. I mean, uh, they've got the McCormick Chiefs that have accounted for two of those losses, but uh, for the most part, they're a solid basketball team. That's where McCormick lost last night. Did you see? I'll yeah, have to double. I thought I did on Facebook, but I, I, I thought I saw where they lost because I, I think the coach is putting in the. He was giving all the players, the seniors, credit for what they had done throughout the year. I was thinking that they were a little bit deeper into the playoff part of it and we're going to be around for a little while with Dixie and some of the other ones. I might be wrong. All right. Well, hold on. I'll tell you here in a sec as soon as I find out. Uh, they're still 12-0 and 0 in region play. So, if so it they're was, still in it. <laughs> if it was against it was. somebody. It was regular season. Yeah. Um, yeah, they beat Calhoun Falls. Earlier in the week, 55-43. Okay. They did lose to Silver Bluff. That's probably when you saw February 2nd, Groundhog's Day, okay. on that uh, Friday, 57-44. But that's – I know, was thinking they were up, up there because we kept wondering when they were going to get ranked too. So. Yeah. But they got uh, Weir Shoals uh, coming up. Well, they've done. Actually, uh, their last game was uh, last night. They beat Weir Shoals 73-48. Okay. Now they're so waiting to see done. where they're going to be seated in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, Abbeville's doing really well as of right now. Um, uh, I think they're third in region. Is that right? Double check. Second in region. They're six and one in region play. Eleven and four overall uh, as of right now. So, and they got their final game coming up. They take on Newberry tonight at seven thirty. Wow! And that'll be a home game. Um, matter of fact, over there at the Big A. So you'll have that. Uh, we mentioned Calhoun Falls and what they're doing. Where Shoals. Uh, six and six in region play. They're fourth right now. They can still make the playoffs. Yep. Um, eight and twelve overall, and they have uh, uh, who do they have left? They've got. Uh, they just lost to McCormick. Um, so when you take a look at their final schedule and find out who's going to be, uh, yeah, McCormick last night was their final game as well. So they're so waiting. They're, to. they're waiting to see where they're going to be in the playoffs come playoff time. Uh, Emerald is done. They lost uh, their season finale against uh, Clinton. Um, so uh, you know Emerald right now two and six. They're fourth in Region Four Three A uh, at nine and sixteen with an overall record. So they got a possibility of making the playoffs, or whether they will if they're fourth and they're yeah. done. But a lot of it depends on a couple of games that take place uh, tonight and tomorrow night in the course of all of that. And then uh, you look at Greenwood. 
Um, the boys, 17-7 and seven overall, 5-4. and four. Uh, You've had trouble with, we've said we've, at the beginning of the season, Greenville and Westside are going to be, and yep. both boys and girls side are going to be the ones that you're going to have to deal with. Um, and, and that's pretty much the ones that you've got uh, ahead of you. And I think they got an easily game coming up uh, tomorrow night or tonight. It's Friday tomorrow night, but it could be. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, right, no, it's right. tonight. It's oh, it tonight. is tonight, okay. Yeah, at Easley, 730. Um, you know, Easley, as of right now, they're a couple of games back behind Greenwood, but they're also sitting in that fifth spot or fourth spot. spot. So they're even if Greenwood does lose, they're not going to – it won't – Impact affect their, well, their, we're, we're hoping they're going to win. We want to yeah, lock down wanna, that, that three seed. <laughs> we want that lockdown that three seed. As Coach Craig would say, leave that if at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Check that if at the door. <laughs> All right. So it, it's checked at the door. I'm not going to bring it up anymore. There you go. <laughs> See where it goes from there. Um, so th- that's what I've got as far as uh, uh, the high school goes. We've got the end of the basketball season coming up for the beginning of the playoffs, getting ready to start. Uh, Emerald's uh, Greenwood wrestling uh, and, and 96 and Abbeville Dixie wrestling. Fantastic seasons as a team. Now we go to the individual side of it, and we'll follow that along with it. Um, and it won't be long, guys. Baseball's going to start up here in a couple of weeks also. So uh, they start up, I think, what, the 16th? Well, they, 18th. I uh, mean, it's just around the corner. Greenwood actually has a scrimmage game next Monday. Yeah. they got, I think they have four scrimmage games. Now, I can't remember home and away or whatever, but I, I think they've got four scrimmage games coming up. So, uh, I know one of them is Monday night. So, weather permitting, of course. And uh, <laughs> get out and start watching the round ball. All right. We'll find out. Uh, speaking of round ball, <laughs> let's go ahead and make mention. Holy I was cow. dancing in my hallway. My wife had to come down to find out what all the ruckus was about. Greenwood comes away with a huge win over number three, North Carolina, and the Tar Heels at their place, the second time only at the Dean Center that they have won in that building. And uh, you got to go back to, what, 21? That uh, 2021 is the first time that they ended up winning in the Dean Dome. And I think it's 1987, the first time that they beat a top three team. And, you know, we've talked about it all year uh, that you watch this team play, and they're a lot better than what their record shows. I mean, they've had so many close losses, and finally, you know, they go on the road and – Find a way to win one, and uh, it that might have been you. I hear heard screaming. No, probably after, was. But, <laughs> but it was. Well, I, you know, uh, even the commentators are making note of it late in the ball game. You know, and they're flashing up on the split screen all the losses that Clemson has had by three or less in the last minute or the last second of the ball game. It's almost like the commentators are are saying, well, yeah, Clemson, you got a four-point lead, but you found a way to lose these. Uh, but Clemson did not find a way to lose it. They found a way to win it. And now it's up to Bronnell and his staff to keep keep that mentality, keep 
keep them playing defense, keep them shooting the ball. I tell you what, what they Clemson did well this time around was the switching that they did, they and and I mean that was huge underneath yeah. the basket because North Carolina's big guys. I mean, outside of Baggett, they didn't have anybody that really could put up a decent shot. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of circus stuff going up, but because of the, the way that they were switching, it, I mean, it's the best they played all year. Tom, that's what we've talked about. And, I mean, it's the same thing at Duke. And you never talk about circus at these two schools until now. And for some reason, Herbert Davis is okay with it. I mean, Armando Baycott, he's, a, he's, a, he's an NBA guy. I can go ahead and tell you, 24-13-1, and 7-13 for the field. R.J. Davis was the guy I told you. Mm-hmm. Would have had a game, and he had 22-4-5, 7 for 22. Awful percentage of shooting the ball, but they're still shooting it. They didn't care. Harrison Ingram, 4 for 7. 12 bench points for the Tar Heels. Mm-hmm. That was surprising to me that you only had 12 guys to come off the bench and score, score the points. I mean, but I still go back to Duke, and I still go back to a bad call, and I still go back to that's what's turning this team around. They knew they could play at Canham. They feel like they got – um, shafted. Shafted. Well, that's a good word to say. <laughs> at Cameron Indoor. Whether they did, whether they didn't, the fish is awful all across we, we, the board. We've we talked about that it's all season, men's and women's. I mean, it's, it's been it's been tough. I asked Kevin Sampson how he thinks about it. He, he got thrown out of the game last night and jumped over the table. So he he showed he still got skills to jump a table. But um, I think that was, that's the game I go back to and I look. And then I, I, the games they've lost to, Georgia Tech. At home. Mm-hmm. Virginia, we talked about that. Stan was here for that one Monday. But those games set you up to win these games. For real. I mean, <laughs> why, I don't know. But it's like we've said before, as soon as P.J. gets that four foul, it's like he is wide open. And he's looking to score 20 points after that fourth foul. And that team just plays like magnetized. Maybe they'll just give him one foul for when he goes out to jump ball. You just say you're starting with a foul. And maybe that whole team's going to play to that effort. But, I mean, look at his game. 25-9-3. and three. Almost a double-double. Uh, Gerard 21-6-3. But. 50% from behind the line. 7 for 16 total. Which, I'll take the three-point stuff. That's fine. But 7 for 16. Got to get it down a little bit. And your man, Shefflin, just a, a go-getter. He was the player of the game. Right? He's a triple-double man. <laughs> he, you know, blue-collar worker underneath the basket and fighting for uh, those offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds. I mean, he, particularly coming down to the last four minutes, he was the defense. And I found your Michi Johnson. His name's Clark. <laughs> he had 6.7 rebounds, no assists, but he was one for seven from the field, and he still fired him up there. But – like I said, man, that's a huge win that you didn't probably count at the beginning of the year um, on the road. And then, like I said, you're going to come home. And this is like, you know, standing here today, but this is going to be – I think Clemson is one of the tougher teams that's going to be in not only the tournament but the ACC tournament. they got to do something big in the ACC tournament to make the tournament right now. Um, I had a bold prediction. Well, well, we still got – how many – have you got the schedule right there? They got a of, week left, I believe. A week. So, they got, what, two, maybe three at games at the outside. Got Something one like – have one Saturday, then two next week, and then you get ready for conference play. And, <clears throat> you know, you need to win two out of the next three. You do. And, and that's just to give you a better seating in that tournament. And um, – Hopefully you can get one of those top seeds and uh, win win some games in the tournament. And you've proven that you can beat these teams uh, home and away. So let's let's go beat somebody. 
You're at Syracuse uh, Saturday. Right. Saturday, then you got Miami. Um, the seventeenth, you've got NC State, you Georgia give Tech. You got about two weeks. Yeah. Um, then uh, you got Florida State at Little John and Pitt at Little John. Um, Notre Dame March the second, March fifth. You got Syracuse again, and then the final game March 9th. You got a long way to go, Sam. We have, so we got a, you got another yeah, month. Yeah, we got <laughs> you got plenty of games, but you need to you need to start winning these games and and don't. Don't start winning those games that you have that you've lost by one in the last second of the ball game. You know, don't let that happen anymore. All right. Um, so the Tigers, as we mentioned, they got Syracuse coming up on Saturday. Uh, Girardi going back to that. It'll be interesting to see how Girardi does um, playing on his old uh, oh, floor. Old floor, yeah. <laughs> Go along with it with a different team. Still in orange, though. But uh, and how the crowd's going to react to him coming out? Yeah, in a I get uniform. he gets booed. I bet he gets booed. He'll just step back and hit about five threes, and it'll, it'll be it'll it'll be quiet. Crickets. Yeah. All right. Crickets. Um, and tell you what, the uh, number 15-ranked Gamecocks had their hands full. You called it, Chris, mm-hmm. on Monday. You said Mississippi State, do not take them lightly. Well, they will give you uh, a, a dogfight, and that's what they did. Well, if you look at the standings in the SEC, I mean, they were right there with South Carolina. I mean, they weren't. This is This is not a bad team. You don't. I think what what they are like eighteen and six or eighteen and five something 18 like that. Eighteen and five. You don't win eighteen ball games, and a lot of those are in SEC competition. You don't not be in a, a decent ball club, and they came out and they played defense. They did, and uh, but Carolina just got. I think at one point they were up seventeen, and they may have taken a foot off the gas a little bit, and they. Had a spell where they just couldn't hit nothing. A few uncharacteristic turnovers, and next thing you know, Mississippi State's in the ball game. And you know, we got we got to learn how to play with patience. I noticed that uh, two games ago. Now that we got the rank, we got to learn how to play with with the lead and with the ball. Mm-hmm. And it's like this year we've been that team that's just running and running, trying to get that lead and finally holding on at the end of the game. You're right now. You got what you want. People got what we wanted. I still think Coach would have been happy with, without a ranking. Um, and just, you know, everybody just takes us for granted and stuff like that. But if you have not seen Alan Flanagan play basketball for Ole Miss, you have missed a show. <laughs> this kid had 26.6 rebounds and two assists, 11 of 15 from the field. Yeah, but the ones that he missed was late in the ball game. They were, and and I'm thinking I was tired. I was gonna say, you you can't play a South Carolina team and expect your five starters to play the whole game. Yeah, you, it was that to, way for both teams, though. Yeah. I mean, the, you looking back at the final couple yeah. of minutes, and both teams were struggling. But I mean, and this just from you playing defense on on one end of the floor, and. Uh, you get to the other end on offense, you're trying to run your offense, but the other team is just locked down defense, and you're, you're getting laid in the shot clock. And somebody's – I tell you what, the last couple of games watching Carolina, the, it didn't matter who they were playing. I mean, you look at the Tennessee game, there were some prayers thrown up in that game. <laughs> so there was no way that these guys should have been hitting some – like you said earlier – some of these circus shots, they were taking them and actually hitting them. And I'm like, and but then they would come back and miss a little elbow jumper or layup. And I'm like, how can you hit one from the logo out of half court, 
but you can't lay one in six inches. <laughs> Our defense is smothering, man. We've been playing really good defense. That's why you only see three guys really with points. I think they had five total players that scored in the game, but the three starters had you had three in double figures. And, I mean, that's defense. That shuts mm-hmm. it down. And, I mean, that's what we're used to playing and Paris is getting it out. And, you know, in a game like that, Stan, you know, especially at home, this had a potential of being a blowout. And it ends up 68-65 because both teams just would not let off the gas defensively. Um, and I will give them credit and their coach credit for the fact that he would not let us run with the ball. He would not let us run with the ball. He he set that defense, and he was ready. And you earned those 68 points you got <laughs> at home. If this had been at Ole Miss, this would have been a different score in the game. Yeah, probably. It would. It might have been one way back to the other. But, I mean, this would have been a different score. So I, On one of the talk shows I was listening to earlier in the week, they were talking about uh, CLA and, and how back in the day, yeah, it used to get packed out. But all of a sudden, the fans kind of – but now all of a sudden, it's packing out again. And it's not just for the women's games. It's for the, the men's games. And and one of the guys says, well, does anybody know what that arena holds? How many people? Because it's been a wild environment. <laughs> oh, well, a little over 18,000. Do what? <laughs> yeah, 18,000. And, uh, of course – Carolina got UConn, the women got UConn coming up Sunday. That game has been sold out for two months. I mean, if you got a ticket of that, you can probably name your price. Might be some of them $1,000 floor seats that Chris loves yeah. to have. But um, well, For the men's side, this is what, six SEC games in a row. The record is 11. Mm-hmm. That was set back in 1997. But we got so, to go to Auburn coming up pretty quick. Yeah, so. Yeah, so yeah I think that's, that's Saturday. Um, I thought we, we had have one Vanderbilt more, Saturday. Oh, we do have Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. That's yeah. right. okay. I thought we had one or two more before we got to Auburn. But. And that's when we need to win, Tom, because they are not a very good basketball team. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> well, the and thing those, those are the ones that scare you, though. The thing with Vanderbilt, though, you look at – I think they had three starters transfer off their team last year uh, and hit the portal and, and come out. And, of course, we picked up one of them in studio. <laughs> but, you know, why – why do these kids go to Vanderbilt? You know, they can. Everybody says, "Well, it's academics, academics." That's why they're leaving. Well, I don't think that's why they're leaving, because you had to have the academics to get in. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you had the academics to get in, you're gonna be able to do the academic work. You're not gonna stay there three years or whatever, and then transfer out. You're gonna transfer out after the first year if it's the academics. So, uh, is Stackhouse, is he looking for something else? Or is this just, you know, he seems to be able to get the players in, but he can't get them over the hump. A lot like Brownell. <laughs> he can get the players in, but he hasn't been able to get And maybe this is Brownell's breakthrough year. Maybe he gets them over the hump. They get into the ACC tournament, you know, go late, maybe even into the championship game. Even if you don't win it, you're playing in it. And – that's going to open the doors, the floodgates, and have players coming in. All right. Um, I want to talk briefly here about uh, high school football coaches. Um, oh, I forgot no. to mention it when we were there. Monday night seemed to be just I, – I had said it 
what last Thursday that yeah. next week we're going to start seeing yeah. a lot of changes mm-hmm. that are going to be coming. Um, you know, Union County they have hired a coach. They got uh, Quinnenism, who uh, has he's coming down from North Carolina, but he played. Uh, here in South Carolina, he also coached a couple of good teams here in South Carolina. He's coming from Crest, and that's that team up there. That just that beat Gaffney I, in Northwest several yeah. times. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, they're getting a really good football coach. And I, you know, Tom, that could be the one thing we always joked around about. What would it take at Union to get them back on track? That may be the the thing that gets them turned around. Could be. Um, we also heard rumors that Whale Branch is looking for a new coach. Yeah. Haven't been able to confirm that as of yet. But also Rock Hill, their <laughs> coach uh, decided uh, up and, and was going to leave, and uh, nobody knows exactly uh, where Bubba Pittman is going to end up going. Rumor is that he may be going down to help Tom Knotts. Possibly. Yeah, possibly. We, we don't know. Uh, but that has opened up uh, a, you know, a coaching spot for Rock Hill, who has kind of been, shall we say, the whipping horse for – for Northwestern and, yep. and South Point and those schools up there. Probably since South Point came in. Mm-hmm. They've been the whipping post. Um, and I, I don't know who – that's going to be one you're going to need to go ahead and hire probably from Winnie going to take a coordinator or something. I'm more interested, in fact, like you said, where is he going? Yeah. If he's going to, if he's going down to be with Tom Lott, that's telling me something there too. It's just a rumor. Down the road. It's just a rumor. So, just a rumor. I can't prove it. I have no idea. But Will Branch is looking That's what I'm seeing on the message board and some other things. So. We'll see. All right, so that's a couple of the coaching things. we still got a ton of them that are open uh, to go along with it, and we'll dive into those next Thursday as well, and it comes around. We're in Hyards of Maine in Uptown Greenwood. We invite you to come on by. If you don't know what's going on in and around Howard, you need to check out the new Facebook page, uh, Carolina or Caroline keeps them up to date on just about everything that's going on. We've got a big band coming in tonight. Um, you got Jake Bartley and Matt Miller on Saturday. Granger Smith coming in tomorrow night uh, as well. So the music scene alive and well during uh, Lander Homecoming Week here and around the Lakelands. I'm telling you, Caroline keeps me busy. But, I mean, it gives you your, your daily lunch special. Yep. Uh, it's got its menu on there also. It's got your prices for what lunch specials are. And all of your music and everything going on here. Man, if you're missing out, you're missing out. So, place to be. Matter of fact, uh, I was just listening, you know, when I ordered my pastrami sandwich today, I was uh, up there talking. They had another musician that's from over in the Abbeville area that's going to try to be playing here next week. So, awesome. Got some new talent coming in. Yeah. Going to give it a try. Well, let's talk Super Bowl 58. Oh. 49ers taking on the Chiefs, a rematch of what, four years ago? Yeah. And that was a close one at that point um, when you look at it. This should be a fun one Saturday. These are two different teams. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you guys this and start it this way. Um, when you look back at that, that Super Bowl the Chiefs won four years ago, Chiefs were very, very young. The 49ers um, kind of on the older side in that regard. Uh, four years later now, you kind of look at it, the Chiefs uh, have gotten older, same – Pretty much the same set that they've got there. They don't have um, the corners that they used to, so they brought in some youth at that point. They have also don't have a guy to take over the top like they had four years ago. Mm-hmm. 49ers, a little bit different. They've gotten younger. They've got a, a quarterback that they brought in that's a lot younger um, than the one that they had four years ago. But they've also got that defensive line with Bosa that is still just as good uh, in the process of that. Now, they've gotten – to where they've had to make some replacements uh, over the course uh, of what they had. And those, that youth from three years ago has now made it to the Super Bowl again. So um, two different paths, I guess you would say, for these two teams compared to what they were four years ago. Exactly. And, by the way, this is uh, – what it was Super Bowl 58, by the way. 
58. That's what I said. Swifty. Swifty. Eight. Oh, my God. Um, probably oh. reason I don't want to care about what you're saying. I, I knew I would get stand when I said Swifty. This is, this, this is, I won't. Go to uh, bank, go to Vegas, and let's see if we can't find. Oh, we got him. Who you can. We got him. The bet. He's Here's got the it. bet. Here's the He's bet. He's got it. Who, who gets more airtime, Taylor Swift or Usher doing the halftime show? Well, Taylor's trying to get a plane to get back from Tokyo to get to the Oh, she's Super got Bowl, that. So. She just she's sold the that. one that she had. So. Yeah. She's got that. So they, they got one of these. I know more about Taylor Swift than Akira. No, that'll do 700 miles an hour. Here's the deal. I got a question about who does get more airtime. Is it Reba or is it going to be Usher? Because they're both going to be there. I mean, what are they going to let Reba do? Well, Reba's doing the national anthem. Okay, that's that's just her at whole deal. At the very deal. beginning. So that's her whole deal. Well, Usher said if she wants to come in, stand in, and do a couple collaborations, she's welcome to do it. So I don't I, know if the NFL now, will I'm it. still, I'm, I'm still, <laughs> if I had to put my money down on it, I'd be willing to bet you that if you took the minutes <laughs> that Taylor Swift's pictures put on that screen and Usher's picture or uh, – well, Reba's, Reba's going to be about two minutes and 16 seconds from an national And that's anthem. it. She's gone. She's done. <laughs> okay, so you got that 216. Taylor Swift will get that in the pregame. <laughs> you know, because everybody's going to be talking about what she's wearing, and then she's going to go and change so that when she comes back out for the first quarter and the kickoff, they'll have to zoom in on her again. Here's and one of your bets. We talked about the first million dollar bet. You didn't. Yeah. You weren't here, but the first toss, million yeah. dollar bet was a coin toss. The guy for the last thirty years has done it, and he he was funny because he was on um one of the shows the other night. They said, "Well, if you bet a million every year on the coin toss, how are you are you over under what is it?" And he said, "Oh yeah, my wife said I'm three million up, so keep betting. But when I get three million down, you're out." <laughs> but um, here's one. You we talk about the jokes and the bets. You got one bet here. Um, and it's actually right at $2 million, and that is, will Swift get a ring if Kelsey gets his ring? You know, kind of what mm-hmm. I'm saying. A, a ring for a ring, so to speak. $2 million is a bet. Um, I told you the other day, I thought one that was kind of funny was, will Pacheco, the running back, um, will he go over 150 yards rushing? Mm-hmm. I think he will. Um, and then will Kelsey have over 216 receiving? Because they're going to make it about him. We we know that. We know Mahomes is going to help make it about Mahomes him. is going to be Mahomes. He's he's, yeah. he's just that talented. You, but can I mean, a receiver, or excuse me, can a tight end surpass two hundred yards? The thing is, he's going to have to. They don't have. They've got one other wide receiver outside of Kelsey that's really done anything. And that's um, I can't call his name. Well, the league's going to make and, sure Kelsey gets his catches. So yeah. they can go up and shoot the camera up there to show Taylor Swift clapping for her man. Here's the last bet <laughs> right on. here. Here's the last bet, Stan. I want you to put the bet. I want you to be the one to put the bet on. This is Will Swift sit with Kelsey's mom. That's the actual bet. She's done it so far in every yeah, every game. Uh, I wouldn't yeah. imagine. Now, I take that back because I saw where Kelsey's mom was having trouble finding a suite. That's the key. So, in order for them to sit together, Swifty's going to have to help Mommy out mm-hmm. <laughs> or bring Mom up there with her. I've already, I've already seen that, that Jason Kelsey's going to sit with his mom anyway mm-hmm. and his wife. Um, so, I tell you, man, that these bets, they're crazy. I mean, it's really nothing about the game. No. You no, got, you got uh-huh. two points, and then you got, a, what, a 46 over-under? That's really the two main bets you worry yeah. about in a, in a Super Bowl yeah. or football game anyway, over-under and bets like that. But other than that, it's just I mean, it's crazy. 
And it's it's just one of those that you it's so popular materials what it is and yep. and I think this is the way to get the women to watch the NFL, I guess. Maybe I don't know. Is there a belt is there a bet on there <laughs> will Taylor Swift be seen on the sidelines? Not until after the yeah, game. Yeah, after the I game bet. she will be. But. Yeah. I think I think Roger Goodell took took care of that one. <laughs> Whenever the uh, Philadelphia had the problem with the, the big bouncer guy they had on the sidelines, they got the penalty. I think if you're not with that team, you're not with that team, so you don't need to be out there. So Yeah, but you wasn't Taylor Swift. But not we well, yeah, I mean I, <laughs> she I'm might, just trying to find she you might one more. Buy the league. Let's see, here's your wild. I keep looking for the wildest bets. I still haven't found them all yet, evidently, because I'm still seeing trends. But uh, anyway, $300 billion since 2018 when when sports betting became legalized. What do you think it'll do in Las Vegas this week? I was going to go through the roof. I mean, I got a bet uh, for you. Will the game start on time? You, you ever been to a horse race, the reason I'm saying, yeah. and you got guys running to the window really quick? Does it start right on time? Or if you, if you got two or 300 people standing out there still waiting with the cards, are they going to hold the game up to get the bet in? I wouldn't think they it's would. It's about they that money, man. They, they don't They don't <laughs> wait for the horse races. They're not uh, going to wait for that. I, mean, I, I think it'll start on time. But what they saying, what what was the TV start time, 6 o'clock or yeah. whatever it is? It's the reason we chose not it, to do a podcast. It, it, it might be uh, – 6.05 or 6.07 start, actual kick. It depends on what you want to call start time. Do you call start time the flip of the coin or do you call start time the actual toe hitting the ball, sending it down the field? It's got to be hitting the toe hitting the ball because that's what's going to start it up. Yeah. But, all, all right, Stan, right, here's your last bet for you. 6.30 is when the official start time is. Here's your bet, Stan. You already got one meal. What team took the million-dollar bet? Out of the two teams, which one got the, the million-dollar bet put on them? Chiefs, probably. No, 49ers. 49ers. Last five years, whichever team got that one million-dollar bet has won Super Bowl. You know, I'm a, I look at that. I'm, I'm going to 49 I was going to 49ers you. anyway. Well, but. I am too. But, I mean, I, that, you look at the stats and everything, yeah. like I told Tom. I mean, that's, you look for the, where the big money goes, and it's easier to change big money around. But, like I said, I just I, – I think it'll be a 49er game. We'll see. Well – you know, the Chiefs have got some weapons, but I think the 49ers have more on the defensive side of the, 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 uh, the, the field. The Chiefs right now, they're really good on the defensive front line. They really are. They're really good at the linebacker and the safety spot. Where you're going to see a weakness is going to be in their corners, in my opinion. I think getting by Chris Jones is going to be the key. I mean, you already got a running back who's injured, mm-hmm. partly injured in McCaffrey, who's – Still, to me, he's not a running back. But Chris, I'm telling you, Chris Jones is a monster. And I'm kind of like you. If, if, you go, if they are going to be able to beat him, it's going to be downfield with Debo. Yeah. Um, and I still go back to Mr. Irrelevant well, and, from three years well, ago. Well, and Debo, Debo's that player that you can put in. They can line him up wide out slot, put him in the backfield, put him in motion. There's so much that they can do with him. How's, that, how's Kansas City going to deal with that? I mean, they could just use him as a decoy. You know, and but you got to cover. I mean, it don't matter where he goes. You and you better have somebody that knows what they're doing covering <laughs> him. You, you better not have a first year corner on him because he'll eat him alive. I'm right. good with that. All right, Tom. We, 
Are you going to go with the Chiefs since I know you kind of – Well, <laughs> we both went with the Niners. <laughs> That's because I'm not Mahomes and I'm not. Where the Chiefs are going to struggle <laughs> defensively to is going to be can McCaffrey be a factor? I mean, you got Debo, you've got McCaffrey who has come on. All of a sudden, you've got a three headed monster. You've got the other running back. Um, is well, and does this game come down to a kickoff or a punt return? And and you return guys. Well, that's where know? the 49ers uh, do not have the advantage. I right. mean, you got Ray Ray back there. He hasn't redone anything in the postseason. Um, can you put Debo back there in hopes of getting something going? Or now, McCaffrey back there, yeah. Kicker-wise, I trust the Chiefs kicker more than I do the 49ers. I mean, he's uh, he's 5 of 7. He has missed one in each of the playoff yeah. games. I'll right. give I'll give him the percentages, but I mean we're not going to worry about any wind or any snow because we're inside. So, yeah. I mean basically it's going to be even even on that side of it. But like I said, it's going to be a good game. I mean it's I think a lot of people are just tired of seeing the Chiefs here in that spot. I mean I I look I'm a guy. Y'all are guys, man. I'm I mean y'all may love Taylor Swifty, but I'm telling you, man. As soon as they said Super Bowl Swifty eight. I was done. Yeah. <laughs> I was done, man. Um, but like I said, I can't fault the guy because, like I said, if I had a $9 billion princess chasing me, I'd already give her that ring. But um, <laughs> He might be going to give her well, his just, Super Bowl ring. That's the bet, though. See, that is that's the, the bet. That's one of the crazy <laughs> bets is if he gets his ring, does she get her ring, me an engagement ring. Yeah, I know. When you got betting like that on sports betting, I mean, uh, that's, it's not really a bowl game that's anymore, not. guys. It's really not. Well, and it's like we were talking before we went on. It's – you know, the first game of the NFL was back in August. And unless you're just a diehard NFL <laughs> <That'd be me. laughs> guy, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll watch games here and there. But this season has just gone on way too long. Tell me, who did, who did Kansas City beat in their first game? Who did the 49ers beat in but their it, last it, game? You know, and I mean, we know that one. That, all that, that stuff. Detroit. Because I cried about Detroit. No, I'm talking regular season. I'm not talking <laughs> play. I'm talking regular season. But if, none of that matters. And, if you and remember, KC started with Philly. For something. Regular season, KC started with Philly. So that yeah. was that first game in August. And, that, and that's what you're starting to see. You're starting to see, like, next year it might be KC and 49ers play first yeah. game. I don't know. But, I mean, it's not to me, it's not any longer season than, than – college football i mean because they start in august too i mean they do end a little bit earlier but your playoff games start next year stan what are we gonna do about it it's gonna be like the super bowl (laughs) you're gonna be playing the national championship game for 2024 in march of 2025 push it back (laughs) push it back it's gonna be college you're gonna have the, the weekend of champions you know you're gonna have the march madness championship game for the men's and the – well, no, they're not playing them on the same weekend. It'll be different weekends. But uh, one of those two weekends, you'll have the college football national championship game, and you might have the college women's basketball national championship game on the same freaking day. I'm interested to see if Goodell didn't have to move, push back NFL. Oh, uh, he's going to have to. Seriously, I think you're now maybe looking at that. We'll find out. And he hasn't done a whole lot positive, so I don't know what he'll do in that situation. But we'll see. Well, um, he's going to be fighting that two-headed monster of the SEC and the Big Ten, too, with Sankey and uh, the guy from the Big Ten getting putting their heads together. And they're going to tell the NCAA what they want to do. Yeah, it might be another year before we see that. 
actually come to fruition, but they, they're rewriting all of the NCAA yeah. books. Yeah, so. The NCAA, if you want to keep those two teams in for football, you better start doing something. And I think, you know, I'm not going to say it's a bad thing either. I think a lot of stuff needs to be rewritten or redone or whatever we want to call it. And Greg Sankey's a perfect guy for that yeah. because he's dealt with a lot of stuff in the SEC. And, I mean, so is the Big Ten guy, um, which he's also the Big Ten guy. For, and he from Michigan – Mm-hmm. He got the CFP thing today for the playoff system, so he'd be one of the ones in there picking the playoff teams next well, year. Well, he won't be able to, to vote for his guys, so we'll see. That's probably why they put him there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else about the Super Bowl that we want to talk about that's uh, that's coming up? I mean, Kansas City does not have the running game that Detroit had. Um, you know, this, these two teams have seen each other before, yep. and, and – um, this could be you a, know, a, a fairly – I don't know if this is going to be a, 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 a interesting game to watch. It, it's going to be watched by more people to see this person or that person yeah. than it is watching. And I hope <laughs> that the announcers will stay on the game and not – Looking at all the celebrities that are paid the ten thousand dollars a seat. Who's got this game, Tom? Is it Fox or CBS? Is this game? CBS has got this CBS. game. So it's going to be Na- it's going to be Nance and Roma. Okay, that's pretty good. But but here's the reason I picked the Niners. I'm going to tell you why really quick. It is because of McCaffrey. I think he's an, he's electrifying enough that he doesn't have to stay back there down three or anything like that in any kind of stance. I think that you can get him the ball on the screen, a pitch, a lob, whatever, and he can get his yards that way. And I think that's the one thing that can get by Chris Jones is that guy. Um, and then, like I said, deep in the league, you got a Boza. Everybody's got Bozas now. But um, this should be a really good football game, I yeah, think. Got to take in mind, too, the Chiefs, um, they had some injuries on that offensive line. They got one guy that, that now he's played both of the playoff games. Yeah, Tony's out. He's yeah. not going to play. Yep. So, And that's going to hurt that offensive line for the Chiefs have, not having you know him in the game. But, I mean, like I said, you, it's next man up in the Super Bowl stand. There ain't nobody well, that ain't going to And start time is 630. Mm-hmm. What time does the Super Bowl pregame coverage start? 12, like three. <laughs> 11, it's, 8 o'clock uh, in the morning. You you're know. on ESPN. It starts today. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, everybody's already talking about it. Oh, they're there. I mean, they're already there. And, I mean, you know, but uh, you could go to press row, I reckon, and sit down. And yeah. That's where they're at now. If, if you want to flip it on now. Um, uh, Erskine played today. I forgot to tell you that on baseball. Um, but um, should be a good weekend for the homecoming stuff. Should, should be. I got another question concerning the Super Bowl in this regard. Can the Chiefs keep up with the 49ers? I mean, I know it's a two-point favorite. We've seen the 49ers come back with Detroit from down, what, 17. Um, if the Chiefs get down, can they come back? I mean, there's only been, I think, four other teams that, that have beaten Mahomes, and it hadn't been – by double digits, it's all been single digits. But if they get yeah. down by seventeen, are they? Do they have enough to come back? Go with Vegas. That's all I'm gonna say about it. Go with Vegas. <laughs> if you go with Vegas, you will not lose. I promise you. Ask Detroit. <laughs> go with Vegas. I hate to be that way, but I've seen it too many times, especially in Super Bowls. All right. Well, well, we said all along we thought the whole thing was rigged anyway, to because the, the NFL wants Taylor Swift in that stadium in Las Vegas. To bring in that extra three million viewers, 
I don't forget how many. I think they said, what was it? 300 million gallons of beer be drank. <laughs> All the toilets work. We know that. Yeah. They tested those last weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty neat, too. That, that that's, You get all kind of funny stories. And the, the thing, I, when, I, when you told that story to me, I was like, wait a minute. This is a new stadium. Brand new stadium. Why have you got to check out all the toilets again? There's 120 toilets to every guy. There's 60 toilets to every woman that's in there, and they flushed them all at the same time, and they all worked. Wow. It went twice. How would you like to have coordinated that? Coordinator of Toilet Flushing. Well, the thing is, they hired hired people from the community to come in for that hour to do the test. So you got paid. And they probably got paid more than $20 an hour, too. Just to pull a handle. Yeah. <laughs> hey, flush it! <laughs> All right, score predictions. We know you're going with the with the uh, 49ers. We need a score. I think we can put the. I, I say we. I'm not a we. I mean, I, I'm a Debo Samuel. I like McCaffrey. I like Brock Purdy. And I think Kittle's will be big in this game too. Because what you see, Kelsey do. I think you'll see Kittle's do also. I'm gonna go. Both teams are going to score. Yeah, they're going to put up some points. I'm going to say 35-31, Niners. Mm. I was thinking along those same lines, but um, – And if the Niners do score 35, that game's over. Yeah, I, that's what I was going to say. I think the, uh, the, win, the win point margin is going to be 35. First team to 35 win the ball game. Um you're deep in the guy, so I don't know if I'm Cam- going lower. I don't, I don't, <laughs> You're going over under. You're going I don't, under. I'm I don't, going under. I don't think that um, it, I'm thinking more 32-28, 49ers. That's where I was going, and that, 31. That's, that's exactly uh, throwing a little bit of defensive stuff in there, but um, there may be a, uh, a special team's play that somebody steals a series. Ray Ray. <laughs> it could uh, be Ray Ray. Uh, uh, there's going to be some interceptions. Who can, uh, you know, there's going to be a turnover or two. Who capitalizes on that? The one thing that I hope we don't see is a blown call that, that <laughs> affects the team. Look that up. Is that a, a, a bet that the officials blow a call? Uh, it probably is there, Tom because uh, this is the year of the blown calls yeah. by the officials. Right, I'm going 31-28 Niners is where I'm yeah. going to go. So, yeah. we're all going Niners way. Yeah. I just went a little higher. I don't know why. I just... uh, well, well the, 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 the possibility is there. And if we think about it, the NFL wants viewer uh, coverage. How do, you, how do you get people to tune in? You put points on the board. If this is a, seven, a 6-3 ball game, the viewership's going to be, the TV's going to be turned off. They're going to be turned over to some basketball game. The women won't. Yeah. They'll be sitting there watching. <laughs> they, they don't care about the game. They just want to no, see. No, they want to see Taylor. <laughs> yeah. And she's see have, she's wearing. She, she live would have more minutes than the football players do <laughs> playing the game. Yeah. Blame it on NFL if that happens because they, 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 they got the got cameraman. Yeah. You think they'll promote her new album during this whole thing? Um, yeah. You know they will. <laughs> They'll probably be giving them away to the first 100,000 that walk in the stadium. Well, if you can afford that ticket, they deserve that, that <laughs> No kidding. 11000 for just one seat so. the average price as of right now. All right. Uh, enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll see you on Monday. Talk about it all then. That's Chris Cox, the coach. Stands by me. I'm Tom Carey. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys. 